0: Culture and community are pillars of project-based learning. And this applies to you, too, as a learner, an adult learner. You need to be learning in community. We have you covered. We have an online community. And in this online community, it is different than anyone you've ever experienced. We have a whole section that's filled with resources and courses. You or your teachers can devour those individually at whatever pace you'd like. On the other side, we have a community that's interactive and just in time. Within these communities, we have rooms for content areas, rooms for PBL experience. Maybe you've never even taken a PBL jumpstart yet. We've got a room for you. We want to help you out right where you're at. Maybe you're PBL certified and you're really looking to innovate someplace different. We have a room for that. We've got tuning protocols. When you ask a question, you will not get crickets. You'll actually get an answer, guaranteed. So go to the show notes, check out the online community, We've got it split out where teachers can look at it. What are the benefits? Administrators, what are the benefits for your school and your staff? Do not PBL alone. You also need to be in community. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer. And today, our need to know is how do we bring employability skills into the classroom? Now, this need to know comes in a lot of different forms. Sometimes we're talking about soft skills. Sometimes we're talking about workplace skills, 21st century skills. I like to use the term employability skills because it helps our learners become employed. And I wanna start off with this rant from Dave Ramsey. And I listened to Entree Leadership Podcast. It's a great leadership podcast. Dave just rants on things for business owners. So his rant this time was around this article and we'll link the articles from WTOP. And the title is Frustrated by Gen Z Office Workers. Companies are turning to etiquette training. So it says nearly half of companies are now using office etiquette training. An additional 18% plan due by the end of the year. But here's the part where Dave starts getting a little fired up and I do too. As managers have called those youngest of workers the most difficult to work with because of poor communication skills, lack of much, if any, prior exposure to the workplace environment, to know what is and what is not acceptable. And Dave goes on this rant to say, you know, Gen Z gets a bad rap, like, and he'll say there are some Gen Zs that are great for the workplace and awful. Like these. Are, that's just kind of the dichotomy. There's not a whole lot in the middle, but I think we've got to defend Gen Z in there somewhere and then figure out how we prep that next generation because you, you don't get to just say, well, Gen Z was a tough group. Right? Like doesn't work in business, doesn't work in schools. You can't just say, well, this is a tough, this is a tough group. And that may be true, but I think I think the more important question is, is it helpful? Like, is it helpful to you, for you to teach and facilitate this classroom? Others it might be a tough group, but that the gr- whole group dynamic of that, that labeling doesn't quite seem right to me. But outside of all of that, like, even if it's true, is it helpful? And I would say it's not when you label that whole group of learners as tough. So when you're looking at gen z what dave ramsey is talking about is that when they get to you in the office place you need to have systems values set up so that they learn these things and you start to you know say this is what works this is what doesn't work you're having a hard conversation there's conflict and you teach your employees you know how to operate in an office environment yeah that's great i think that great advice from dave on that one for business owners i think in our world in education. I think it really just emphasizes the importance of project-based learning. Like, the real uh, bent here, the, the real problem with this article and now we're teaching you know, etiquette training is because, and it's cited here, poor communication skills. I advocate that you're presenting after every single PBL unit that everybody's presenting so that you're continually practicing these presentation skills. Like from K-12, right? From kindergartners talking to a microphone, talking to the head chef from your district about their presentation and what they thought would be the best balanced meal to put on the plate, right? Like I've seen that from kindergartners. They do amazing things. They just grab the mic and go. The same thing can happen for seventh and eighth graders. They may be a little more awkward about the whole process and don't wanna be embarrassed and that whole process, but the more practice they get, the less embarrassed they are, the more expert they are. So if our learners get to the workplace and have presentation skills, like their resume can go right to the top. They crush the interview, right? So they have a better opportunity for these jobs, the more uh, importance for our PBL being in classrooms. The other piece is that it says they had they didn't have enough exposure to the workplace environment, which if you've been listening to the podcast at all for any length of time, I'm a huge proponent of community partners being in your classroom, even if you're teaching traditionally. I like, got okay, you need to bring in people from industry, from nonprofits, so that our learners can interact with professionals. Everything from like having the handshake workshop to, you know, you it takes about 15 minutes to do it. It's fun. You have a hand, handshake workshop. You do like the, the dead fish hand handshake. It's like, well oh, that's no good. You do the super strong handshake and I crush your hand. And then you find like, what is the right way to shake someone's hand? So starting from there, all the way to like small talk with a, uh, a community partner while walking in the hallway, we practice those things, right? Don't take it to chance. This is the stuff you want to practice. And how do you know it's important? Because it's enough that companies are now going to pay people to take training on etiquette. So just imagine if our high school seniors are leaving to go to the workplace or to college, or when they leave college to go interview they already have these skills because they've been presenting, they've been interacting with community partners for a decade or more. Like what a leg up. When I present, I just presented at University of Kentucky about 75 educators in the room, and we always talk about your why, right? Like what's your why for being in education? Because it's not a gig. It's not because you wanted to have you know 30 seconds to go to the bathroom. It's because you're passionate about the work, right? But what always comes up is one, light bulb moments. Two, I want more opportunities for my learners that they might not see otherwise, and I want them to have a better educational experience than I did. So those always come up. But what I want us to connect the dots on is that when we're doing PBL, when we're bringing community partners so that our learners can interact professionally with them, even if it's a small interaction, it's a big deal. It's rarely an academic standard, right? It's rarely listed as a power standard. But the interactions that they have with community partners Every day, or however many times they get to have them, are crucial to those other opportunities that we want them to have. They literally, I think about when I was applying uh, for a job at UPS, and every promotion that I got at UPS, it was a conversation about just talking to someone. Nobody asked me if I knew Y equals MX plus B. They didn't ask me what calculus courses I took. In fact, so I got a promotion. I actually talked to like the head district leader. We were talking about Ohio State football, like Ohio State and Purdue football. He already knew what I could do in the workplace. like he'd already asked my boss those things. Now it was, is Ryan a person that can interact with other people so that they can solve problems? So that was the portion that actually got me a raise, right? So these are the skills that we need our learners to have. So in this rant about employability skills, how do we apply this? I think two big ways. like in the classroom level, We need to look at one employability school tool or maybe maybe two of them in a PBL unit. Like you can't say like, we're going to do five employability skills. Well, they're going to communicate, they're going to work in groups, they're going to present, they're going to think critically, and they're going to be creative. And they're going to do those things. But which one are you going to teach explicitly? Especially if it's early in the year, like teach collaboration, teach them how to work in groups because it's not obvious or adults would work in groups better and they don't. Or the lunchroom would be awesome and it's not. So we have to teach them explicitly. So pick one or two employability skills for each of your PBL units and let them compound throughout the year. The second thing for our leaders is like this is how you start to bring change about to your school. You gather up some articles like this from WTOP News that talk about Gen Z needing the skills that you can get from project-based learning. And now this is the mechanism for change. It's not because you read Ryan's book, PBL Simplified, be fine if you did. We have a book study, but you don't go to a conference and say, Hey, I've got this new thing. That doesn't start a revolution in your school. That doesn't change practice. What does is we say, Hey, our learners are graduating and they don't have the skills to be successful. We want them to be successful when they leave our district. That's a why worth changing for, right? And again, that's not are you going to use Y equals MX plus B? Yes. Are you going to teach compound complex senses? Yes. Also, that you can get to employability skills so that you have real world scenarios for your learners to work through. So employability skills or uh, a graduate profile can actually be that mechanism to start change in your school or in your district. So when you see some of these things come across the internet, like you need to grab them. This is what industry wants from us as the school systems and say, hey, we're going to change towards this because the community thinks it's important. Ask, ask any parent, what do they want for for their children? Do they want them to get an A or do they want them to have skills that help them get a job? Right, it's, it's easy. And even do they want a job or do they want to follow their passion and their work? Passion and work. But ultimately, they want those skills that are probably not power standards. And power standards are super important. They should be in your PBL units. You should be passing that state test, like all those things. But don't just label soft skills are kind of important and they're on the sidelines. Like it's actually the reason to change because it gives more opportunities to our learners. So there you go. I kind of doubled Dave Ramsey's rant on this one. Like, yep, different generations can be tough, but this is our job, right? Like this is our passion. Like this is is our passion, right? Is to help our learners have better opportunities. And one of those ways that we do that is to bring in these employability skills that come from community partners that help teach our learners how to interact in the workplace. And what this article shows me is that our PBL learners will have a huge leg up when they get into the workforce. I really want to thank you for tuning in to the PBL Simplified podcast. I hope this leadership episode gives you some things to think about and things that you can bring to your leadership team so that you can start change in your school today you so much for listening to this episode of the pbl simplified podcast i appreciate you and i'm honored that you tune in each week would you please take two minutes to leave a rating and a review when you leave a review it lets the next person know that this is a podcast worth listening to when they go into their player and search project-based learning and pbl simplified popped up when they see those reviews they know that high quality visionary leaders are listening so they tune in too and they can find their way into the pbl journey thank you so much for leaving a review. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you.